listeners, I'm Ash. And I'm Z. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making. Woo! Um, <laughs> wow, that's never not going to be awkward. And we're never not going to talk about how awkward it is to say. God. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Z, um, I feel like we really had a good conversation last week. I really enjoyed it. And it's just made me think about cinema a lot more and just I guess pushed me to look at it a bit differently and I found myself this week coming back to this one term that we've used all our lives so casually not given it a second thought and it's still very relevant and prevalent in today's society and I just find it deeply problematic and just prerogative I guess um and this term is the chick flick yep um yeah so just to give a little background this arose from women's films which was a genre created by mostly white men in the 1930s and these films were supposed to be about women and only for women because i guess um men can't listen to women's stories but um yeah i mean this isn't to be confused with women's cinema or feminist cinema Um, And I guess these films traditionally characterize themselves by covering issues that only women face and I guess are a female gendered norm, which is, I guess, motherhood, household dynamics, identity, marriage, romance, materialism, even loneliness. And yeah, a lot of these films were just considered melodramas, much like these kind of films today. And which is to say, I guess they aren't taken as seriously as quote unquote normal cinema. Yeah, and I feel like these sort of chick flicks of today still concern themselves with the same issues. Exactly. And I guess an audience or like a film fraternity doesn't give it the depth that it deserves or even has sometimes is just ignored and yeah just to add I feel like this mainly does apply to western cinema because Indian cinema is just I feel like marketed to what the society loves which is romance and we are very poetic like traditionally Bollywood movies have always had like some sort of romance brewing like a romantic number and it's just considered normal like romance isn't gendered which is what I really appreciate but this is just I mean so gendered exactly dude also I just want to point out like to build on that mm-hmm. it's always like if if there are certain movies that are targeted more towards men it's always fine if a girl also wants to see it but if a guy wants to like see you know something like the devil West Prada or confessions of a shopaholic which are actually like pretty good and funny films it's always Mm -hmm. like a huge stigma and it's not considered societally acceptable but then like you know when a girl wants to see um star wars or like some like thing that's really catered to men like any tom cruise mission impossible movie it's not only accepted but that girl is often branded as like oh she's so cool she's like down to watch what we want to watch and it's kind of weird Yeah, and dude, how many times have we been to a plan where we're like, okay, let's watch a movie, but then someone, and usually it's a guy, saying, yeah, but I don't want to watch a chick flick, let's watch a chill movie. Like, what the fuck is a chill movie in the first place? And I don't know, I just, 
I did a lot of research for this podcast and I just was so troubled because like when I googled chick flick there were so many articles saying like 50 best chick flicks to watch during quarantine 20 best chick flicks on Netflix and when I opened it a lot of them started with like hey women if you're bored in quarantine or yeah all you girls out there and I'm like why are you just assuming that this so-called chick flick will be gendered to only women anymore and it's downright sexist to men and I was just thinking like shall we just blame this on toxic masculinity like men don't show emotions and can't love romantic things because that makes them less manly and yeah a lot of the articles I found on men expressing their views and concerns on chick flicks was so troubling on the one hand you had men asking if they're normal and questioning their sexuality just because they liked a chick flick which I thought was so ridiculous but it's how people are feeling right now and and yeah on the other hand websites like the good men project and a lot of articles just explicitly said yeah men hate chick flicks and this is why this is why you shouldn't make your man watch a chick flick like um excuse me and yeah do we still live in a world where we have to use the term chick flick like what the fuck is a chick now gender is so fluid I just can't like I'm so over this shit and it's downright sexist not only to women but also to men because you're telling them that this genre is not meant for them and if they watch it and like it they're less of their gender and like can we just stop judging cinema based on what gender it's supposed to be for exactly Um, I don't know I feel like I'm so over this and I'm just gonna make an effort to like not use this term chick flick anymore and just I guess explain to people why they shouldn't but then they'll be like shut up babash I don't know I don't know girls gotta try but yeah anyway you mentioned something really interesting about the cool chill girl that watches these films that are supposedly marketed towards men and That reminded me of the cool girl monologue from Gone Girl and you and I had a conversation about this where you told me you studied this for one of your classes and I feel like yeah it might be something interesting to discuss. Um, So just a little bit of context I took a script writing class in college that's how American Mm -hmm. colleges roll and I basically had to take a monologue that was like in a text like in a book and see how people wrote it for a screenplay so Gone Girl, the movie, was actually a really big book. So I read the Cool Girl monologue, which is very famous. You can literally go on YouTube and see it. And I say that the one in the book is far superior to the one that was actually shown in the movie. But let me just read it out and you can judge for yourself. <clears throat> Let's. Can you give me like a cinematic like kind of like moment, like kind of like hype me up a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Men always say that as a defining compliment, don't they? She's a cool girl. Being the cool girl means I'm a hot, brilliant, funny woman who adores football, poco, dirty jokes, and burping, who plays video games, drinks cheap beer, loves threesomes and anal sex, and jams hot dogs and hamburgers into her mouth like she's hosting the world's biggest culinary gangbang, while somehow maintaining a size too, because cool girls are above all hot. 
hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a chagrin, loving manner and let their men do whatever they want. Go ahead. Shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl. For a long time, cool girl offended me. I used to see men, friends, co-workers, strangers, giddy over these awful pretender women, and I wanted and I want to sit these men down and calmly say, You are not dating a woman. You are dating a woman who has watched too many movies written by socially awkward men who'd like to believe that this kind of woman exists and might kiss them. <laughs> I'd want to grab the poor guy by his lapels or messenger bag and say, The bitch doesn't really love chili dogs that much. No one loves chili dogs that much. And the cool girls are even more pathetic. They're not even pretending to be the woman they want to be. They're pretending to be a woman a man wants them to be. Oh, and if you're not a cool girl, I beg you not to believe that your man doesn't want the cool girl. It may be a slightly different version. Maybe he's a vegetarian, so cool girl loves Satan and is great with dogs. Or maybe he's a hipster artist, so cool girl is a tattooed, bespectacled nerd who loves comics. There are variations to the window dressing, but believe me, he wants cool girl, who is basically the girl who likes every fucking thing he likes and doesn't even complain. How do you, how do you know you're not a cool girl? Because he says things like, I like strong women. If he says that to you, he will at some point fuck someone else because I like strong women is code for I hate strong women. I absolutely love this. Honestly, this has been such a striking monologue. Gillian Flynn, dude, she wrote the book and she is a legend. Yeah. And it basically just outright says that a lot of young girls and women are indoctrined by the schoolgirl social pressure, a lot of which comes from pop culture. And they're willing to like be victims or like participants of this whole charade and play this game because they want to be liked or admired or just be like an object of envy and like fit in and you know be one of the lads and here's my thing like I completely agree with this argument but also on the flip side there might be a lot of critics who are like yeah but what if you are just a cool girl and you're not doing it you're not being like this to fit in with men um i mean that here's my like here's my thing about that i think the whole aspect of a cool girl is like a fictional made-up person kind of like the manic pixie dream girl trope which is kind of like so there if you guys haven't noticed like there are lots of movies where there are like these like men who are sad and lonely and don't know much about life and then they meet a girl and the girl will like open their eyes to how special life is and make them figure out who they are so that is usually considered like the manic pixie dream girl it's basically when there are all these girls who are just like you know super quirky like the quirky girl who's very like just happy go lucky and positive and doesn't seem like a normal person that kind of girl yeah yeah like yeah just too good to be true like thought up in a man's head and written about exactly that kind of girl does not exist in real life and if she does she's probably a sociopath because no one is like that upbeat and positive in real life but 
the whole idea of the cool girl is that it doesn't exist. So if there's someone who's genuinely like, you know, interested in Star Wars and stuff, I doubt that she will be interested in every single thing a guy is interested in. Especially the particular guy that really likes her. Yeah. What are the chances? Exactly. Very slim. So I think it's more just a trope where women are portrayed to be like these better than life kind of objects and I don't know it's really weird and toxic but Mm. Gone Girl did a really good job of explaining what a cool girl is and I think if someone is a quote-unquote cool girl she doesn't exist yeah that's so true and to be completely honest with you Z I feel like at some point all of us have tried to be the cool girl Maybe it was like for attention or we just wanted to fit in or get like validation from the opposite sex. Exactly. Um, yeah, a huge mistake in retrospect. Why, why would we, I don't know. But like how much are we to blame as well? Because I feel like we're not aware most of the times. Like you see exactly. the shit on TV and you start emulating it. But like only when you grow up, you question like yeah but this isn't me why am I doing this and this definitely this argument is not against girls that fit into this description of the cool girl um I just think it's basically when you're changing yourself to be this so-called cool girl so that you would be perceived super cool by someone you like or someone you want to fit in with it's basically about changing yourself and not being who you really are I guess it's one thing if you're like getting on with guys that's a whole different yeah, story that's it's fine to have story. like guy friends but it's more like if you're changing aspects of yourself to please a man exactly and yeah. you're not really being your authentic self like take for example um I'm pretty sure you know who I'm talking about but there was a girl insanely smart but then she started to dumb herself down for a lot of male attention and that was pretty toxic in my opinion and like she kind of wasted her own potential in many ways yeah yeah and it's also that other thing where it's like yeah maybe if I'm dumb he'll like me more I think that whole dumbing yourself down thing as well is just I don't know hmm. if it's for attention I think it's more like he will like me if I'm dumb because I'm not being I'm not showing my I don't potential. I'm not outshining him. Yeah, him. And exactly. I'm not going to hurt his little fragile ego. Yeah, and I think another part of this cool girl persona is when one tries to merge into another person's personality and like pick up the things that they like just to please them. For example, if you're with a guy that likes FIFA and you just suddenly <laughs> feel the need to play it only so yeah. that he'll have a better perception of you or like you because you all have similar interests. Um, yeah, I mean, we know a lot of people who've done that and now it just sounds completely ridiculous because like for how long can you keep that charade on anyway? But yeah, and this definitely doesn't apply to girls who actually love to play FIFA. I think, yeah, like we said, the point is you do it for you not because someone else will think you're cooler for it like I remember once in uni uh there was a guy who I thought was really cute and he was just kind of like oh I don't like your lipstick and like I literally stopped wearing it for a year and I avoided that color range and 
in retrospect, that was hella dumb. And now I'm back to it and I'm like, no, I look vile. It was so stupid of me. And there's like a difference between compromising in a relationship. Like, you know, when mm-hmm. there's something that actually really upsets your partner or like just causes a lot of arguments that you're like, okay, it's just better to like give it up. Like, um, then I think that's okay. But when it comes to changing attributes of yourself and then giving up things that you get enjoyment from, Mm-hmm. it's a bit toxic like was there anything that you did in the initial days of your relationship with your boyfriend to like get him or was there something you changed about yourself um, like now you're just kind of like oh I don't care and he doesn't care definitely not in my current relationship because I feel like it just happens with age because you don't want to pretend anymore and there's no need to if you want to be in a long-term healthy relationship but I'm not gonna lie, past relationships when I was younger, yeah, sure, like, I'd pretend to like a song or an artist or kind of music because the guy I was interested did so that I could, like, speak to him about it. Or even, like, with football, like, I'd be like, if he's into football, I'd be like, oh my god, yeah, I saw today's match, how insane was that goal or something. See, I don't even, I'm not interested, like... Manchester United. um, Just so silly in retrospect I'm like it's very embarrassing and so cringe I think that was like a big thing back in school days being a man you slash Chelsea fan I don't care but I'm like if this is what you see then this is what you start doing also like so many articles you know how when we were younger we google like yeah how to get this guy how to get a guy to like you and yeah, what do you do? And a lot of these articles in these women magazines were like, yeah, maybe, you know, you start liking certain things that he likes so that you can speak to him about it. Maybe he'll think you're cool if you're like super chill and you don't nag him and like aren't the girliest girl and are kind of like tomboy, like chill. And I don't know this word chill. When, it, when a guy says like, yeah, she's so chill. I don't know that really I find it's so much deeper than what it is exactly and I found an article actually that's from 2012 and I just sent Mm -hmm. it to you and it's titled how to get a guy to like you here we go Cosmo magazine very great trusted credible yep (laughs) (laughs) okay before going out primpy Mm -hmm. until you've Oh my god. Before going out, primp until you've tapped into your inner Kate Upton. When you're looking and feeling your best, guys will sense that. Uber confidence, which is practically catnip to men. God. See, that's so toxic because I think, oh, you have to like look and feel your best when reality wearing high heels and makeup does not make me feel my best. I prefer pajamas and no makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say the second point? Sure. Second point, get him talking about something he loves. When a guy's, oh my god, this, why? Okay, when a guy's talking about something he's really into, he'll get amped up and associate these feel good vibes with you. (laughs) Are you joking? This is talked about a literal man united. I know. See, now if I'm reading this shit, like, I just, I don't know. Okay, the third one I tested when I was like 15 does not fucking work. Stupid. (laughs) 
um, spritz perfume into your hair before going out, then lightly flip your locks when you're near <laughs> a guy. Scent is the sense that most closely tied to memory, so he'll associate the sweetness with you as he thinks about you later. Oh, oh my god. god. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and this was an article I know because someone sent it to me and I found it on my email right now. Okay, you want wow. to see Sure. Now, clue him into one of your passions. Research shows that when you're talking about something you love, you will light up and appear even more attractive to everyone around you. I'm telling you, guys, do not <sighs> think it's attractive when you talk about gossip no. golf for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really good. going there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what was I passionate about at 14? Chuck Bass. Why is that problematic? Oh, you already know. Oh God! Okay. Oh, the next one. The next one. Yeah. When you're walking by your guy, arch your back, press your arms to your side, and take long strides. This all I. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you look like you have scoliosis or something. Okay, this all oh eyes on me strut elongates your body and will command his uninterrupted gaze. Oh my god, so stupid. My god. Um, have an opinion. If he asks what you want to do, suggest the restaurant you love or the movie you're dying to see. All while maintaining an air of I'm down for whatever. The fact that you know <sighs> what you like and aren't making him call all the shots will be a huge turn on. Like, like yeah, I have an opinion, but I'm I'm chill with anything. I'm chill. I'm chill. Um, yeah, honestly, this article is just not great. But yeah, I also did have a question. Do you think guys also feel pressured at times to fit into like a cool guy persona? Like I see, here's the thing, like if a girl's like into a guy, she's often been told, Oh, figure watch all the Star Wars movies because he likes it and then you have something to talk to him about. Whereas, yeah, like as we said again in the start, if a guy has to like go through all the gossip girl episodes just to talk to his 14 year old girl crush, and also the guy should be 14 years old as well. <laughs> if you're like 20 going for a 14 year old, fucking go to jail, don't get help, just go to jail. But yeah, back to the point. So, I definitely think it's more about like someone's interests, not about characteristics and the way you need to be. Like, mm. you know, in a relationship, you should be like emotional and caring. Like, you need to have these kind of nurturing qualities because at the end of the day, a relationship is just a partnership. And I'm saying that yeah. I've never been in like a proper relationship because I have commitment issues. But you know what? 500 <laughs> episode special Zara's commitment issues. <laughs> 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 i'm so down for that yeah but yeah back to the point um mm-hmm. i think it's just you need to it's 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 a life partnership so you have to be caring and emotional but yeah. you shouldn't have to really take on all of your partner's interests it's fine mm. once in a while to kind of just you know be interested in something because he's interested and you might actually like it like I'm I'm gonna be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Back in the day, I would feign an interest in like PSPs because that's what was back in the day. And now I am a 22 year old woman <laughs> who is dying to get her hands on the PS5 when it comes out in Christmas. So people <laughs> do evolve. You could grow it. to like something. Yeah, but yeah, don't change true. everything about yourself. And also, I think don't be fake about what you like. Don't pretend to like metal music if you exactly. actually despise it. Because that, yeah, that's like the foundation of a relationship, and you can't have a foundation with cracks in it. 
That's so true. And I feel like we're saying this having done all these things in the past. And yeah, to be honest, where has it led us when we changed ourselves for a guy or change our behavior to be accepted? Like, has that really worked out for us in the long term? I don't think it's ever worked out in the long term. Exactly, exactly. And I guess my wish is that mainstream pop culture would sort of look at this and rethink the entire framework and just not gender their content and entertainment anymore because I feel like all of us are so over that. But I guess until then, we need to ask ourselves the tough questions and I guess notice when this is happening, notice when it's a problem, have a discussion about it and just, I guess, do our bit into understanding how to be more inclusive. And see, I feel like we've had a really interesting conversation today. I mean, we started with talking about chick flicks and then moved on to the Gone Girl monologue and then finally spoke about relationships and how not to change yourself for your partner. And I just think it's really been informative to me to even think that these things are so interlinked and, and affects our decisions and behavior and perhaps affects the most important part of our life which is love and relationships and emotions and yeah it's definitely given me something to think about I think I will be incredibly cautious now especially with how it could have the potential to influence my outlook but yeah I have lots to think about now so that's good I guess also, just like a little bit of a PSA to the 2% of our audience that's male. Yes, we yeah. the stats. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Thank you, Arch's boyfriend, for listening. <laughs> but, yeah. So if, if there's something that a lot of women are into, don't be afraid to consume that media, like, say, Sex in the City or, like, Four More Shots, please. Don't be afraid to, like, watch it because, trust me, it's funny, it's entertaining, and uh, I guess the moral of the story really is that media can be deceiving. You don't really have to change yourself to impress a guy or a girl that you're into, Mm -hmm. and just really get to know someone for who they are because... If you're not trying to get to know someone for who they are and who they're pretending to be or who you want them to be, then that's not how healthy relationship works. Trust me, Mm -hmm. someone who's had a lot of unhealthy relationships in her life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day we'll have like an actual serious legitimate episode where we can like talk about serious issues and have facts and figures to back it up. But not today. (laughs) Not today. Well said, Z. See you guys next week.